Welcome everybody to the Nerd Night Podcast. We have a special presentation for you all. This is our very first interview segment. We had a lot to ask. He had a lot to say. Please enjoy. Guys, we have a special guest today. Who is it? Hassan Carmen? Uh, we're not. Hold on a second. It is close in its own way. The day, and I'm going to lead you in. You ready? You ready for this house? Here we go. I'm going to paint a picture for you. You ready? The day was August 10th. Many a gamer awaited answers to whether or not Abandon was a Kojima title. Many a streamer had their screen cast up to show the world the first look at a mysterious yet highly anticipated title. But alas, the minutes toiled and the frustration grew. The most popular streamer at the time kept his audience as captivated as possible until the moment that he couldn't. While some might not know exactly what happened, this story leads to another streamer who took the reins as the abandoned streamer. When all else failed and time was the deciding factor, when all of the streamers, pun intended, abandoned their stream, one rose as the likable, watchable, and relatable streamer who would not give up until it was proven that this game was an absolute bust. More than three days later, this streamer gained thousands of subscribers and proved to the gaming world that with perseverance, they could follow their dreams even in nightmarish situations. I present to you, Nerd Night Podcast audience, Rex Sterling. <laughs> oh my god that was a hell of a lead-in my dude hold on a second was, oh it, was, 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 was everybody holding in a giggle because i thought that was bad that was, was jeffrey chaucer <laughs> that was jeffrey <laughs> chaucer yeah, style okay you laid it on so thick hold on a second bro sometimes the thicker it is the harder it is to suck through a straw some people <laughs> like it Oh my God, my legacy is secure, gentlemen. The Thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerd Night Podcast, Rex. We are happy to have you. To our audience and to Rex's audience when they listen to it, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what happened and what transpired to where Oz and everybody in my house are huge Kojima fans. And up until the point of August 10th, it was, hey, we have to figure out what's going to happen. These people are going to stream it. And we start streaming. We're watching somebody. <laughs> We're watching we're watching somebody. We're watching a dude because Ozzy's <laughs> like, we need to watch this dude because he's gonna be the first one, I promise. And then it happened. And the unfortunate part is it was unfortunate, but at the same time, we would have never met you had that not happened. You know what I mean? And so yeah. there has to be a silver lining. And for three days straight, we would watch, we'd go to work, we'd come home, somebody would keep us captivated as to what was going on. When you had to sleep, you'd throw on a walkthrough or a playthrough of a Kojima title. It was exciting in its failure. It was exciting. And it was one of those situations to where we made a friend and that that, that was what was important to us. So welcome to the cast. We are so happy to have you. We do have a couple questions for you. We have a couple rapid fires and then a little mini interview if you're up for it. Okay, I'm down. I'm here for it. What is your earliest gaming memory? I remember probably when I was like maybe three years old, three or four. I remember being around an Atari, but I don't think it even worked at the time. Okay. <laughs> But I remember an Atari being around, like, a, around with my other toys. My first time actually, like, playing a video game. The Nintendo Entertainment System was yeah. released in North America, I believe. The, the same day that I was born. 
or within 24 hours. My earliest real gaming memory was my dad purchasing an NES and bringing home, you know, Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Wow. So that's it. That started with that OG and just went up from there. I think what made me fall in love with gaming, like in terms of like what, I mean, I was hooked from the beginning. Yeah. But was probably um, when we got the Super Nintendo, I played Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Oh, wow. First throwback yeah that was the first game that i mean i think i was probably maybe eight at the time but that was the first game i ever sat up till daylight the next day still playing it with my dad when i was you know like eight years old it just i could i couldn't put it down after that absolutely that's pretty dope i think for me it was uh the first game i ever beat was on the super nes and that was a uh, warlock it was ba- it was like a tie-in game to the movie series warlock with julian sands right yeah mm-hmm. okay and oz has a rapid fire for you you are the only other person I've seen with hair as luxurious as mine. Everyone wants to know, what shampoo do you use? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, um, I'm i just kind of naturally blessed. I got this hair from my mother. Uh, I don't really, <laughs> he get it from his mama. <laughs> yeah, she, she's got hair just like mine, man. And uh, and I don't really use any particular kind of conditioner or shampoo. Hey, dude, it's cool. Our natural's fine. But we just yeah. wanted to know if there was any hope for us. That's it. <laughs> That's now, when I do when I do condition it, it, it does go to that next level, man. Now it's so long and it's just such a chore to wash it, dude. I you know, I'll probably shampoo it and condition it about twice a week. Because it's just that's like about now when I get out of the shower and I wash it like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's like an hour long process of drying it, waiting for it to dry. It, same. With it. so, <laughs> that's how Oz handles his hair life. So I feel you. Mm-hmm. I just have I a miss- beard. I'm bald as hell. So <laughs> I miss getting out of the shower and just being done drying off in like 30 seconds, bro. I'm so sorry. I wish. <laughs> I, I, I'm so sorry. I don't have to deal with that. So I, I have no, I have no way to relate. You know. I mean, all I can say is that if I had to be somewhere sooner, I'd, Wait, I'd have more likelihood to do so. <laughs> Yeah, do you, do you, I can see it for some reason. Do, can you see him in like a hair towel, like walking out in the, the room? hair turban, yeah, yeah like, oh waiting God. for waiting for room service to come by. <laughs> Absolutely, I like that one day. Hey, hey, we'll watch it. We always do. <laughs> you used to be a professional wrestler. What was your finishing move? I never really had uh, very many finishers because I was always a heel. I don't know how many matches I had, whether it was like 1,500, 2,000 or however many, but I probably lost 85 to 90% of them because I was just such a piece of shit heel, dude. And I would get that audience (laughs) so worked up. Whenever that dude would beat me, they would all just fucking explode, man. So I never really had to worry about a finisher. But when I did, I either early in my career, when I was lighter, I used the 450. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All right. Later in my career, as I got to be a better professional wrestler and I got more technical and I was more grounded due to injuries, I used the rings of Saturn. Okay, not bad, not bad at all. I don't mind, and you don't matter. I, I could see you doing a power bomb though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go with Power Bottom. No, that's only you, sweetheart. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. So, (laughs) (laughs) what made you decide to become a streamer? What was that tipping factor for you? Oh, it's kind of a long story. Is there, do you, do you, my, I mean, we're here for it, man. A years. People want to know. It started really in 2011 when I was still wrestling. So, you know, pro wrestling, like a lot of like the entertainment business, it's all sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
So for me, I was all about the sex and the rock and roll. I was like very straight edge for till I was like 24, 25. I didn't smoke anything, drink anything. An Andrew I WK take pain fan. Pills. Andrew W. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just wanted to be, you know keep my body as natural as possible. Well, eventually I guess I got bored of that and I was ready to experiment. So you know, being in locker rooms and being in hotel rooms with guys that were doing drugs all the time, I eventually started messing around with them. Turns out I liked that. Shit. I feel you. For me, I, I really liked uh, downers and I liked psychedelics. And so I started using shrooms. In 2011, a friend of mine gave me a chocolate bar and he was like, hey, this has got shrooms cooked into it. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know, like, exactly what i'm taking how much should i just take how much should i, should I break it in half he was like no nah, man don't be a pussy eat the whole thing <laughs> oh that, damn it that changed my whole life bro um <laughs> changed my whole goddamn life oh I, man <laughs> would, i would give anything to go back and not eat that whole bar bro uh, yeah <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> the worst. Friends. So fucking at the time, I was still really close with my grandmother and my father. That's who I lived with. Yeah, I was mostly on the road, but I came home, you know, and I had my bedroom. My dad had his bedroom. You know, I was real close with my family. So it was late at night. They were asleep. It was like twelve o'clock. I ate the bar. I was just relaxing, and uh, I went into my living room. I think I booted up Grand Theft Auto, like San Andreas or some shit. Hell and, yeah! Uh, it was too, it was way too high of a dose. It was way too strong for me. Yeah, and, no. Um, <laughs> um, I ended up having like uh, a seven hour bad trip. Oh, shit. Um, Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going down this fucking road, bro. I couldn't hit the brakes at all. So, you know, I tried taking a shower. I tried fucking working out. It was getting worse and worse and worse. Eventually, like my eyes were like fully dilated. I was starting to hallucinate. I was having a panic attack. And here's the thing. Like I was raised really old school. Like when I was a kid, I got the shit kicked out of me. So I was a very good boy. So you like, were raised the right way. Yeah. 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 I mean, it made me act right. You know what I mean? I chose to risk. I, I was so sure I was going to die. And so I just laid on the bathroom floor to die or for the end because I was not going to wake up my dad or my grandma. Oh, my God. Oh. Hey, could you imagine shaking I've, no, hey. I've been there, bro. I've been there. <laughs> I'm fucking tripping. Take me to the hospital. I'm fucking tripping. I'm dying. Take me to the They would have beat the shit out of me and then took me to the hospital. Oh, my God. I've been there. And they didn't know that I was experimenting with drugs. So I was like, I didn't want that. I didn't want to, like, let them down. And I also didn't want that ass whooping, bro. So I (laughs) I laid on the bathroom floor and I said, Jesus, just take me or don't. Because I can't fucking do nothing else. So I just laid there and puked and puked. And eventually, about seven hours later, I crawled from the bathroom to my bedroom into my bed and passed out and i woke up and i thought it was over but it wasn't <laughs> like <laughs> so i had always been prone to anxiety but i didn't know it when i was younger i was always really fidgety but i was just fidgety you know i didn't yeah. even know what anxiety was when i was in public even though i was a pro wrestler i was always super paranoid people were looking at me talking about me judging me social anxiety but i didn't know what it was i just knew that's how i felt yeah you know having no idea that i was already prone to it once i had my very first panic attack and it was one like that i developed like a very severe panic disorder after that ever since then if i don't take medication i would typically have anywhere from like one panic attack a day to just several a week this is pretty bad there was a period uh 
where I was really, really like kind of rock bottom-ish. I was living alone. I was working, making shit money from like 2013. My, my dad had already remarried and moved out. We didn't have much of a relationship and my grandmother was dying and she passed away in 2013 and we were the only ones living here and she left me the house. And uh, so I was here by myself and I was broke and I went from having a cell phone bill and covering my gas to every single bill and, and nobody to help me. And I couldn't afford to go see a doctor anymore or get my medication anymore. So I was having panic attacks every day and I was still trying to go to work and work through it. It was just getting really bad. And the biggest problem that I had was I couldn't sleep at night. I would go on YouTube and I would pull up videos of like thunderstorms and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do that too. You know, like I'd be laying there, you know, and one, one video would end and I'm still like, you know, having trouble falling asleep and my palms are sweaty and I'm trying to not shake and I just like pick another video. And one day I'm, I, I picked a video and it's this rain starts so i'm like all right cool you know and i'm laying there trying to sleep and then i start hearing like this tapping noise and somebody whispering in the background and i'm like what the fuck is this <laughs> and I got quickly annoyed, like, but I was, like, so tired, and uh, my phone was on the charger. It wasn't close to me. I said, fuck it, I'm just going to see if I can fall asleep. And then I did. The next thing I knew, I was looking for that video again. Something about it, like, I guess maybe the person whispering, I didn't feel so alone, or the extra brushing and tapping. And I, I saw the letters <laughs> ASMR in the yeah. title. <laughs> okay. And you, I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, it's so weird but it helped me sleep. I ended up finding the ASMR community that way to help me deal with anxiety and to help me sleep at night. I guess just like with wrestling, like when my dad introduced me to pro wrestling as a little kid, I loved it so much for so long. I wanted to be a part of it. With ASMR, it did so much for me to help me get through a really bad couple of years that I was like, I wanted to do YouTube as well. And initially, I wanted to have an ASMR channel. Okay. So I could so, see yeah, I can when see I finally, it. Yeah. yeah. All you so gotta when, do is brush you know, your hair into a high quality mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know anything about it other than like it's done so much for me. I want to do something in this community. And plus, you know, any chance to entertain, I'm down for. My wrestling career had already winded down. Injuries had caught up with me, and I didn't really know what to do with my life. Once I, you know, kind of stepped away from wrestling, I didn't have another dream. I was like, I want to be a pro wrestler. I want to wrestle for Ring of Honor. I want to, you know, I want to meet these guys and wrestle on wrestling cards with these guys. Like I had, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And then I did it. And afterwards I was lost for a long time because I didn't have anything else I wanted to do with myself. So I went and worked a regular job after that. Right. And you go from the lifestyle that I had traveling the country and the things I was doing uh, every weekend in different states and meeting mostly like CMB level celebrities and stuff like that. But still like to go from that and being behind a cash register with some dude like talking shit to me some manager at some job like bro it was just like i couldn't do it but i didn't know what else to do that's fair so been there done that yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so um, I decided I wanted to do ASMR, but I didn't have the money. Well, then the pandemic rolls around. My job's like, look, you know, we're not going to fire you, but we don't have any hours. We're cutting labor. You just might have to go home and sit. So I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? So yeah. government assistance comes in. I've, now I've got some money. Tax money came in. The government assistance came in. And I was drawing unemployment because I still had a job, but they were not letting me work. So right. I had this money coming in. And I was like, you know, I had that conversation with myself where I was like, you will probably never get this opportunity again. What do you want to do with this money? Yeah. 
you know, YouTube came to mind immediately. Like I could go get a PC right now. I could get a PC, a monitor, buy myself some lighting, get myself a, a fucking Yeti. And I could start doing this YouTube stuff. I could, you know, do an ASMR channel and I wanted to do it, but I was like the investment. Like I think I spent probably, I don't know, anywhere from four to six grand. I didn't keep an exact amount, but just to set all this up, which was a majority of that fucking money. So I was like, bro, if you do this, you better go all the way in or you're mm-hmm. going to be fucked. So that's what I did. And so I, I started two YouTube channels. Um, I started the ASMR channel, but I also like once I had the equipment and I started messing with videos and video editing, I realized I liked talking too. So I had a channel where I was doing like video game commentary. And then I started a second channel, which was the ASMR. Well, now I got to see and, the um, ASMR channel. I know, right? <laughs> it's gone. but Oh, it, it actually, man is deleted but i got a lot of love off of it even though it never grew that big i had a lot of people message me you know telling me how much they love the content and it helped them get through some stuff and i was like that's great you know but asmr videos is so much editing yes so like you got to get the lighting just right you got to get the sound just right you know recording is a nightmare because it has to be as quiet as possible and then i had to do all this audio editing so that it's not like you know you're listening to it it's like annoying as fucking hell and then um <laughs> and then you know i'm making my other videos for my other channel and what happened was i made the abby sex scene reaction for the last of us on my regular channel Ew. where i reacted to that rough scene yeah in the last of us part two because i started my channel when those leaks hit like yeah. literally that yeah night. so i did a reaction video to, it was literally the second video i ever made on my channel and it got thirty thousand views and all of a sudden that channel starts getting all this attention and like i had to nurture the one that was growing so i shut down the asmr channel and i started focusing more on the video game content channel and the commentary channel so next thing you know i'm making videos about video you know video game content and i'm covering the last of us two leaks and stuff and it was i liked talking about it but i didn't like my content like it would be something similar to content that like young yeah makes or the quartering or something yeah, like yeah. that where yeah. you know i'm going in on these like social issues and gaming and i was just like i would make it and i would be passionate when i recorded it and then i would put it out and i would always end up deleting the video and it wasn't because i was worried about like being canceled or shut down or this a lot of people loved it man but i was just like i don't like being preached to yeah felt like making a video like that and putting it out like i don't like how they're pandering and this virtue signaling over here and this and that i was like it feels like i'm preaching to people and it feels condescending and i don't like that i want to have conversations with people yeah I decided to stop doing that. I just kind of started streaming. I had streamed before just with my friends privately on Twitch, like from a PS4, and I enjoyed it. And when I started doing it, my friends liked watching me doing it, and they all started doing it. And I was like, maybe I should try that again. So in over like August of 2020, I started transitioning over to a streaming setup to stream. And I started playing games live and trying to talk with people that way. And it was real slow growth. I hooked up a paypal to it and and stream elements so people could donate to me if they wanted to and people started doing that they liked me they liked talking to me and people started wanting to donate and i found myself in this position where it was like i can make videos and make no money for however long it takes for me to get partnered with youtube and then i can make 10 cents a video for the first five years or i can say fuck all that and i can stream all the time and when i'm live i'm on the clock and so if i work for eight hours or if i stream for eight hours that's 
eight hours of content. Whereas I was putting sometimes eight hours of work into a five minute video yes. and then getting murdered with 80 views. I started streaming. It was going well. I was starting to make money doing it. And I enjoyed it more because then if a controversial topic came up, I could have a back and forth with my audience where if they disagreed and they were like, oh, don't start ranting about SJWs. It's not this, that. It could go from like this kind of like hostile conversation to like this conversation where like you know we worked through it and we're, we're taking little jabs and by the end we're laughing and getting in their subbing and i liked that experience where they would have a different point of view and right. we would just go back them. and you know some people be like fuck you and dip out or just put some hate speech in there and dip but like <laughs> for the people that would stick for a conversation like i thrived off that so i was like this is how i want to do it if i ever talk about something serious this is how i want it. so i just stuck with streaming it started growing when i started covering live events like the event and streams yeah i would start you know like guy plays video games how many people are doing that so i was like i gotta think outside the box so uh i don't know if you guys remember that josh fight that happened uh yeah last year you know all the joshes got together and we had a josh that was we had a josh that was supposed to go (laughs) yeah mr pink who we've mentioned on our cast nobody's ever like heard him because the cast that he did was just horrendous because he was trying to share a mic and he's drunk but oh god basically uh we refer to him as mr pink and this dude he was supposed to go to that he's like, i'm gonna kick everybody's fucking ass and it's only because <laughs> he's intoxicated and he doesn't know that there are people bigger than him but at the Boy, same time he was yeah we definitely remember that absolutely oh my god so when that happened i just was like i woke up that day and i was curious of uh, like watching it and i was like you know what i'm just gonna fucking stream it just to see and it turned out i streamed it and like maybe one other person on the entire platform streamed it i had like 1500 people in my chat for a dude that had like you know 200 subs i had like 1500 people in my chat all wanting to see this and they were just like me looking for it on youtube they found me streaming it said i'm gonna watch this guy we're all watching it together we're all talking about it and that's when i realized like this is how i'm gonna do it yeah like it's not gonna be just playing like you know call of duty or because i'm not a skill-based gamer like i'm man my time my prime time on the sticks is over with bro like no i I, here's what here's here's the thing that gets us this is going to tie into why we're so in tune with you and why you're so relatable another reason we started nerd night podcast is because we literally wanted to represent 99.9 percent of gamers out there we are not ubers we are not those guys who you get on to watch how amazing they can be with a controller we're yeah, not yeah like we're, we're not those guys we admit we're not those guys but we Keep also yourself i'm still deadly in street fighter <laughs> but we admit we're more entertaining than those guys and we wanted to be like representative of a much bigger like class of gamers and sect of gamers than just the people who get on for views because they're so badass at something Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's oh, yeah, a young feel, guy's game right there. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. Absolutely, I'm getting pissed off, getting murdered by eight year olds <laughs> on Fortnite, and I'm getting pissed at that. Like, can you imagine? Like, I'm getting mad at somebody being better than me, and I can't, I can't physically take it out on them. It's very stressful. <laughs> yeah, wait till you have to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, give me give me your mom's number, you fucking Uber <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Bro, them fucking nine year olds are brutal. I don't know if you've seen my Rocket League streams, but I know exactly what you I have that about. and I have yet to play it. Yeah. 
I told yeah. everybody, I don't know if you got a chance to listen when we, were, when we were shouting you out, but I was like, you know, one day I'm going to play a game with him, and I just hope it's not Rocket League because I'm guessing that the only way that he'll be impressed is if I'm on the other team and he gets the win. Because <laughs> there's no other way that it's going to it's gonna go our way at all, hands down. Totally agree. I don't know if you had finished your thought process on that, but you were talking about the Josh fight and how well that went. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when I realized that like, you know, video games was still and still is like my, you know, my main content, but I found that the best way that I found to reach a new audience and to have wider appeal is um to cover like live events. You know, a lot of times when like when Sony does a state of play, a lot of people want to watch it and they want to watch it in 4K on their TV and but there's this a whole other bigger group of people, well bigger now growing that they want to watch somebody stream it so they can react along with a streamer exactly i started uh i started doing stuff like that and i started trying to think outside of the box i started covering when review embargoes end on big games we're live and we're going to react to the metacritic so i started doing stuff like that that i didn't see other people doing at the time i see them doing it now motherfuckers but (laughs) i didn't see them copyright (laughs) (laughs) no i'm sure i wasn't the first to do any of this stuff but that's just what i found worked for me and and i've just been trying to stick with it it seems like i'll cruise with like a number of subs it's great you know like uh, i'm not losing i'm not gaining i'm floating around a certain number right. and then a big event like will come up like abandoned or the josh fight or something and i'll say fuck it i'm gonna cover it and all of a sudden i get exposure to this whole brand new set of an audience and a lot of them come in some don't stay but i have found that the majority of them do from the abandoned stream yeah i went from 700 subscribers to 2750 and right now i'm at 2708 and when that stream happened as excited as i was as soon as it was over with i was like all right rex be prepared for about 800 of those motherfuckers to leave tomorrow (laughs) and uh and it didn't happen you know and, yeah. and so you know like it's just uh my my ability to retain a lot of them has been good and the abandoned stream was a big deal to me because i think it showed that for somebody who was still inside of their first year of streaming somebody who's still very new to it who doesn't have the best equipment doesn't have anybody helping them you know to be able to manage an event like that and to have like four thousand people in that chat and i feel like i showed that i could hang with the big boys that have that kind of viewership on the regular like for me it was like i know i can do this and i now i've shown people you know or anybody that saw that i've shown them that i can handle you think if you have like a uh, 500 people watching your stream that would be awesome but oh man it is but it's like the amount of work and, and how hard it is to keep up with that chat you know and i'm sure there's a lot of things that i could have done to have made it easier it's not like with pro wrestling where i had older wrestlers that would take me under their wing be like kid you got talent let me give you some advice yeah there's no fucking there's no shroud or doc or tim the tap man or nobody's pulling me up you know aside say hey kid let me uh let me let me show you how it's done there's none of that it's just me trying to figure it out and then trying to watch i don't like watching streamers but i will watch bigger streamers my question is is, uh, how surreal was it when you started getting like noticed by other youtubers and streamers after the abandoned fiasco well you know the thing about it was uh as far as other streamers and you know youtubers i didn't realize how much that was happening until it was over right (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I got you. 
yeah just to keep up with the chat but i when i found out that like moist critical was talking about me and when i saw that like comicbook.com wrote an article and uh when i when i had streamers that were way bigger than me on twitch you know wanting to collab with me and and youtubers reaching out to me that have like 40 and 50 thousand subs wanting to interview me or whatever right it was crazy but you know i think that on my previous career in pro wrestling i kind of feel like i was already like kind of like prepared to mentally handle that or whatever i mean i didn't have the craziest wrestling career but i had wrestled in front of thousands of people and i had done things for you know tv and dvd and stuff like that and you know that kind of prepared me for this huge influx of attention you know it was wild to see people i'm subscribed to talking about me like i was like holy shit you know like when i saw um charlie moist critical i was like yeah. please when i saw that clip i was like please say my name please please say what <laughs> you, got, you got eight million subs man and he didn't he was just like how incredibly sad i was like fuck <laughs> fuck god damn it just please say my name but you know oh my god that's this child over there <laughs> say my name uh, say my name for real i'll get there regardless but fuck yeah, that you would really help me out <laughs> that would really help me out but shit it's all good the mbg thing was wild too because that's who i share the majority of my subs with is mbg yeah. the number of people that um came over from his stream and that still to this day like we still like when he live streams i mean of course it's to a much bigger audience but most of my regulars are typically there it's it's kind of crazy to be you know sharing audience with some of these people that i've been mm -hmm. sub to for a long time and that i've watched their content so yeah i mean it's been crazy but you know i mean it was it was like my little 15 minutes you know now it feels like it's just it's just me and my community people still know who i am but i think that consistency is going to be the key i'm going to have to yes you know i'm going to have to have a, a couple more events like that before yeah. people before i start to get any kind of like respect in the in the scene they're definitely coming Especially yeah, with they're the, coming. Absolutely. The, the Blue Point acquisition and rumors of Silent Hill and Metal Gear haven't gone anywhere. They're just only getting yeah, more fever it's, pitched. It's so. only becoming more and more of a topic to discuss on a daily basis, mm -hmm. especially with all the new information. Imagine that arc, man. Yeah. From, from being like the biggest joke on the internet for about two days after he streamed for three days just for that. Ah! Imagine the fucking <laughs> redemption arc if it does end up somehow you know and i'm live when it gets announced oh my god i can i can agree but at the same time i can't because sometimes it's expected that you like need redemption and that might be more personal for you but at the same time it was one of those things to where you gotta admit it wasn't two thousand up to four thousand people watching it just purely for the sake of something going live or it actually letting you update or download it was how likable mm -hmm. and relatable you are that has its own value yes it oh, will yeah. be cool it will be awesome it possibly can happen but at the same time it's one of those i bet you already have something built like you know some type of redemption arc fucking little like meme type thing fucking the more you know with a shining star fucking just blazing through the screen <laughs> whatever it is but i I, yeah. I i can agree with you and the audience in the community that you've captivated and the people that keep coming to you that like i said it's about the relatability and the watchability as opposed to the playability Oh yeah, I mean for for me personally, yeah, that was the redemption. Like um like there were so many like the chat was really half and half. Half wanted to believe, half were just putting clown emojis ready to clown me. I was so on many team, of those I was people. on team win. I, I, I took my L. 
I, I took my L and I took it with pride. If I would have had a clown suit, I would have put it on with you. But um, yeah, it was definitely surreal how like it was a bunch of people and it wasn't any haters. It was just people like, nah, this shit ain't happening. Mm-mm. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying. Like so many of those people that were on that team clown joined my <laughs> discord, subbed and are still in my community. To me, that was the redemption. Like I know I don't regret any of it. I don't regret. I think it was great. Absolutely. I think it was great. I think it was entertaining. But if there ends up being more to that, that's going to make not for me, but for other people, it's going to make a story there that they can do something with it. Yes. If they want to. You know. Fair. Can we see you do like a DX socket on camera? <laughs> <laughs> Take that comicbook.com. Uh, I fucking told you. Article. I fucking told you. I fucking told you. <laughs> Revise that article now. <laughs> you got it posted and framed with a fucking big middle finger just right in the middle of it. Man, it was it was something, man. I'll I'll never forget. I still have people that you know, people that don't even come to the streams, but are still subbed every once in a while. They'll just come and randomly leave a comment and be like, "Hey, man, I just want you to know, I still remember that abandoned stream. I'll never forget that shit. That was a piece of internet history for me. And every time I see something like that, it, it makes me feel good, man. That I that I did something like that with you know coming like literally from the bottom and having almost no audience when I did it. I'm proud of it. Absolutely, sure. and you should be. And that's the thing. We're we're proud of. You. I know that, yeah, you know, in the talks back and forth that you're catering to a community that's going to continue growing as opposed to, oh, well, this was yesterday's news. It will always be something to talk about, always be something to watch. And it'll always be something to look back to be like, nope, this was the one. This was the start. This is how it all this is. How. My tag, my Nerd Night podcast tag is in like half of your pictures of fucking <laughs> the clown, the, the clown wig that you got on. And that, that's a proud moment for me because people are fighting for that. Like he's about to take a picture. I'm about to just post something stupid. It's okay. He had on one of chat. my pyramid heads down during the actual show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what possessed you to stream for three days straight? When Returnal came out earlier um, okay. this year. That fucking game. So when Returnal <laughs> came out, um, I started it on stream. You know, we had a little, you know, I, I had it, you know, pre-installed. And the moment it went live, we did a little release party stream for it, you know. Right. And I started playing it. And, you know, I'm not... I'm not like one of those like get good gamers like I don't enjoy Souls games. It's not that I don't like them. It's I have so little time. I can't spend two hours trying to get past the first level. So, I'm one of those. So yes. Absolutely. Kind of, yes. Sometimes I just don't have the time to invest. So I respect the game. It's just like I know when to say I don't. This just ain't for me for my lifestyle right now. You know, I need Mario Kart. But when Returnal came out, you know, I started playing it and someone in my chat dared me to uh, stream until you beat it. And <laughs> You know, <laughs> I might have had a drink in me. I can't remember. Oh, but no. no, you definitely I, did. I was like, all right, sure. And they were like, no way. And I was like, no, nah, we'll I'll fucking do it. Here we go. So that was 105 hours. Oh, my God. No way. So, you know, after we were done talking about the blue box reveal, I mean, that wrapped up at 89 hours. So I yeah. had already done it. When that happened and it was, you know, they delayed it and all that, I, I was sitting here, you know, and, uh, you know, I made the video about it. I was like, well, it could come back up at any moment. I'm not going to miss this. Like, I'm not in that privileged position where I've already got, you know, 70,000 subscribers uh, and I can afford to just say fuck it and sign off and, you know, make a video. Right. That'll earn me 14 cents in six months. So I just made the call on the spot. I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm in it to win it. So I'm going to stay live. I thought that. <laughs> they would have that patch out that day yes but 
but so, they did not yes but you know once i committed man i've always said you know i'm a man i'm a fucking word man once i said i was in it i was in it bro and i because the moment you say you're gonna do something and then you don't they'll never let you forget it yeah i was in it that's why you know i decided to do it kind of returnal was on my mind that stream i was like all right i'll you know i'm here till till it's over fuck it I, i've done this before i'll do it again but as the days started dragging on man i mean like it was rough because i mean by the end of it even though you know the the chat was the chat was so fucking cool even though they were clowning me so hard they were like bro go, go take a nap you were getting you were so getting clowned cool. epically and i'm sorry yeah, that man. i was a part of it but the oh, problem dude, it was it was great it was the the, the main thing the was entertainment that you, yeah you were taking it like like a champ you literally watch the community get built live <laughs> you literally yeah. you literally watch people that are will i mean because it's all about a give and take even though i was on team i was like i don't know bro this this seems like some bullshit back and forth yeah. and then after and then Do you still I, wake up in a cold sweat just screaming hassan carmen's name <laughs> <laughs> like how dare you bro i cannot believe that that man has not reached out to me after i did that like you know what i mean every single time that somebody like comments something about hassan like somebody donated a dollar to him during his silent hill stream like as hassan carbon just making it yeah and then he goes on twitter and he's like quit fucking with me bro (laughs) yeah And then and then people think I'm so stupid. They're like, it's not really him. I'm like, you don't say. Of course it's not, bro. Like, that's the only thing. Like, I felt like I don't really know what's going on with that game or that studio or whatever. But there was an opportunity with what I was doing. And, and even afterwards, there was an opportunity, especially since he's gone out of his way to reply to so many other people on Twitter and, right. and, and on place. I'm like, man, like, you know, if you would have reached out to me, we could have really made something interesting out of that, considering what I did and what I'm known for and whatever the fuck y'all are doing. That could have been something. But, I, you know, unfortunately, I guess they didn't feel the same way. But I, I, I feel like that's an opportunity. I feel you. Man. It's like when you get rejected at the club. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to go home and jack off anyway. It's fine. It's yeah, dude. Like somebody tagged me in something last week on Twitter. They're like, yeah, Hassan just messaged me. They're posting screenshots of him, you know, messaging somebody, letting them know, like, yeah, it's coming soon. We just, you know, we, you know, the trial is working without bugs. I'm like, Lord, I should be the one you're talking to right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Notice absolutely. me, senpai. Notice me. Please, Daddy. Yeah. Notice me, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so considering that, what is your dream goal in streaming? My dream goal in streaming is to do the things that I love, which is interacting with people, talking to people, and playing video games, and to grow my success doing it. Absolutely. I feel you. I've got like a list of people that have like been day one. You know, some of my friends that have shit jobs and are in shit situations, but have been there for me during bad breakups that have been there for me when I wanted to start this channel and weren't laughing at me. Some of my friends were, you know, but the ones that have like really held my back, like, you know, it hasn't all been good. There's been times like right before the abandoned stream, like the last stream I did before abandoned, I streamed the Wolf Among Us. You ever go back and watch those streams and you will see a streamer that is really 
really struggling to hold it together because I was having trouble growing. I was having trouble making money and, you know, months and months were going by and I still wasn't getting to the point where I, I didn't know if I was really going to be able to commit to it or if I was going to have to go back behind a register. And I was just struggling. It was mentally wearing on me. And, uh, you know, there were people that kept me going during that texting me, calling me like, keep doing what you're doing. It's going to blow. I can feel it. I can feel it. I believe in you, you know, and if I ever make, you know, you saw the tweet on <clears throat> the Twitch leaks, man, if I'm ever making that kind of money, there's just my lifestyle, man, I'm a cheap dude, but yeah. if I ever make it, you know, if I ever make, I, I want to make that kind of money one day so that I can, there's people like, you know, my mom, you know, I, I didn't have contact with my mom for 25 years because of a divorce and half of the family kept me away from her told me she was an evil person and all this and that. And I didn't connect with my mom until I was 32 years old. It turns out she's fucking wonderful and that nice. I have been lied to. I would love to uh, be able to give her like 10 or $20,000 or no, something. No, I can definitely like, respect do something, that. Absolutely, you know, man. Do. And there's a couple of people that have been down for me from day one that have kids and wives and they can't, they want to do what I'm doing, but they can't afford, you know, they're, they, they feel trapped in a position. I would just love to be able to make money that I can give to some of these people and say thank you. That's so in really essence, like you want to give back. You want to give back. Yeah. That's cool, man. Here's to one day. Knowing Rex when he's rich and him saying, didn't I do a podcast with them stupid ass fucking people that you know, will be put on that, that think they're funny? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's ignore yeah, I mean, them. <laughs> <laughs> Block. Dude, I would, I would, I mean, dude, I, I'd fucking love to be one of those people that you see like, a, like a Mr. Beast that goes and like finds like a Hell yeah. streamer that, and just donates, you know, $5,000 to them to just really, like, I would love to do stuff like that. But you know, right now got to focus on building me up so that I can live up other people around me and so that's where i'm at now but that's that's the spot that i'm looking to yeah I'm man to, you know? we're the same way as i've seen as most people think we are we all have big hearts and we all have goals and aspirations to be able through the multiple things that we do diabolical and nerd night podcast to uh, be able to give a significant portion back to the community and the people who yeah who really supported us from day one so absolutely we understand that we respect that what advice do you offer to those who also wish to stream and make it as fun and likable as yours? I get asked that a lot. I have a lot of people that like are starting up streams and they, they'll reach out to me on my Discord or they'll reach out to me on Twitter. They'll DM me and stuff. And it probably sounds like I don't want to help them. You know, I do try to give them some advice, but it's like, I honestly just don't feel like I'm at that point yet where I'm the person you should be going to for advice. I'm probably more accessible than some of the people that would probably be better to go to though. So that's kind of the trade-off. Like if you want to get, Hey, uh, Dr. Disrespect, can you give me advice? Like, it's not going to happen. Right. Bro. You know, like once you, you know, got 15,000 people asking you that question, you can't answer them all. So I'm still trying to figure out my own stuff so much that, it, you know, I hesitate to give people advice because I always try to preface it with like, look, you should know that I've been doing this. Today is my 13th month. I started September 13th, 2020. Oh. So I'm still a baby in this. So I'm worried about giving you bad advice. You know, <laughs> when I do give people advice, I try to tell them to one, be as genuine as they can because people are smarter than you think they are. They can smell your bullshit. 
Don't make promises to your audience. If you're planning to do something really big, just do it. Because one of the biggest mistakes that I've ever made is having 100% plans to do this thing, play this game or do this event. And I tell my audience a week or a month ahead of time, like, hey, we're going to do this. And, you know, life happens. And, you know, streaming's not very predictable. You know, so I tell people, don't make promises to your audience. If there's something really awesome that you're going to do, just fucking do it. Or don't promise it or don't mention it until it is really locked in because if you promise things to your audience no matter how small that audience is and it's even worse when it's small in my opinion if you make promises to that audience and you don't follow through it hurts your reputation in their eyes yes you know absolutely so don't do that and also figure out who you are as a streamer like figure out are you the guy that's dropping like 30 kills a game and you're gonna be a gameplay focused streamer or are you you know more of a personality streamer do you want to do a gimmick like the doc does and also don't be afraid to try every single one because a lot of times there's things that i think are gonna work out so well and i try it and it bombs it's like being a comedian and you're working on a joke you try it and it bombs and then you're like okay do i need to just ditch this joke or do i need to rework it and you won't know if you don't try so like i tell people all the time like if there's something that you're thinking about trying just fucking try it you really don't have anything to lose especially if you're already really small and just starting out you know you should be more worried about figuring yourself self out at first before you worry about trying to figure out what your audience might want you don't have an audience yet you know figure yourself out figure out who you are and the kind of person that you want to be and how you want to interact with that audience and then you'll draw the right audience whereas if you try to force something else like i'm just going to play call of duty because that's what's popping right now and you draw in an audience but what's going to happen man you're going to burn out because you don't love that shit yeah you're going to burn out and then eventually you're going to say guys like i just really love skyrim <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you're going to lose half your fucking subs bro go back like, to minecraft fuck it go into minecraft go into fucking <laughs> minecraft know? fuck this shit i'm done yeah, so, everybody uh, follow me over to this castle over here don't try to hop on trends just because they're hot you know know who you are you know there's people that tell me all the time you should do this or you should do that when people tell me stuff like that i always make my decision on whether i'm gonna do it or not based off of is that something i would do is that is that me because if it's not um like react to this and then i react yeah, to it and i, I got that all the same, time you people know like make an anime mask like oh you should do like the ambu mask from naruto Right. Basically, with Diabolical, I mean, hundreds of suggestions come through it of, Mm -hmm. this is what you should make. This is what mask you should make. This is what costume you should do. And it's not that it's overwhelming. It's underwhelming because it's not coming from right up top of his head, which is most of everything that he does. Um, Mm -hmm. The film accurate stuff that he does do, even most of that comes off the top of his head because there's no actual model to go off of. Just him doing Mm -hmm. it just to do it. So, yeah, we feel you on that. I think I think one of the biggest struggles is uh, trying to have as like mass of an appeal as you can have while still being true to yourself and you have to learn to balance that you know and then when it comes to the technical stuff because i know that's what a lot of streamers want to know like stream elements or or stream what's the other one stream labs stream labs or stream elements or like what obs settings google youtube subreddits and (laughs) Mm -hmm. do yourself a favor dude go to fiverr there's so many talented people on fiverr and there's so many talented people looking for work and it's so oversaturated with people 
looking to do art, people looking to make banners for you, people looking to make overlays for you, that you can get a nice original custom overlay or you can get someone that will get on a call with you and walk you through your OBS settings right over Discord or some app like AnyDesk or whatever the fuck it's called for like 10 bucks, man. And they will set your shit up professionally and help you troubleshoot all your stuff, man. Go to Fiverr and look at some of the people. They're so cheap and they've really helped me out a lot, man. So go up there and, and pay five or 10 bucks, man. It's worth it. They will they will do so much for you for so little just for you to give them a good review and then fucking tip them. Yeah, please. absolutely. You know, that's what I tell people because I'm still, you know, I have tech issues every single week because, you know, technology is always evolving. There's always a new update for Windows or for this software or that software. When it happens and all of a sudden something stops working, I go right to my dude on Fiverr. Hey, man, it's me again. Um, Yeah, it's not working again. Uh, here's 10 bucks. Can you get with me today? Please like, help. Please. <laughs> Please it's help now. It, man. Please. The tower's on fire. What do I do? <laughs> if the tower's on fire, uh, do I? Uh, what type? What type of extinguisher would you recommend? Uh, have you time tried sensitive? It off and back on again. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of got lucky. I was about to do some outreach, but our little community as they came together, it wasn't just the talent because a lot of the behind the scenes on how to edit, how to how to get everything sounding crisp, how to get your levels right after the fact, because Ozzy's register is a hell of a lot different than mine, but it's still going through the same mixer and preamp. So we're not going to be able to mess with the internal stuff. It has to be an after the fact type situation. Mm. So learning all that kind of stuff, it is hard and like, you can educate yourself and you can read you can do that you but it gets tedious with every single setting that you can go through so mm-hmm. i happily recommend if somebody's willing to help you like just fucking listen and 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 be good to them please mm-hmm. because yeah. that you never know what type of tweak that they're going to be able to do to make all the difference in the world I'm, some of the people that have been helping us with our social media stuff one very much in particular she has changed the name of the game for how many people we've been able to spread to and it's mostly because we're dumb we're just dumb we're dumb we're old we don't do social media we all have full-time jobs so we don't have time but that's what she does so hey, she's what's like, your myspace <laughs> <laughs> what's it what's, do you have a linkedin <laughs> Oh my god. Bro. Hey, you still yeah. on Vampire Freaks? Oh god, Vampire <laughs> Freaks. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. You got a Zynga? <laughs> oh god, shut up. Oz. This is just really important. There's just two other pieces of advice that I, I want to give to new streamers, to people that want to start. And it's important. That's why I want to make sure I say it. Um, one is private streams and the other one is social media. So one, most people I know, they're really scared to start streaming. They're nervous. You know, they're nervous they won't do well and stuff like that. They're nervous about how they'll sound or look. If you are thinking about streaming and you're nervous about starting or you're thinking about making YouTube videos. When I started YouTube and when I started streaming, I made videos and I posted them privately and I only let certain friends see them and give me feedback. And I did that as many times as I needed to until I was comfortable releasing them publicly. With streaming, I did the same thing. I did several test streams that were private that I only invited like one of my friends to watch. And the whole time I would game, I would talk, he would give me feedback on how it looked on audio and stuff like that. And it got me way more comfortable before I ever did my first public stream. So that's one piece of advice that I would really give to people. And and rejection on the internet can be kind of brutal for a lot of people. So that's one thing that I think would help people. The other thing is social media. If you want to stream 
seriously at all lock down your social media for real because immediately after that abandon stream i had someone who was 10 times my size on twitter try to cancel me maybe two months after that or less i had a fan or what i, I it feels condescending to call people fans but I, a viewer and a subscriber that was a real big part of my community and supported me got really upset over something that had nothing to do with me ended up trying to dox me and sending me death threats and the next thing I know, I'm not thinking about like I've had this social media account on Facebook or IG or whatever for like two years. My mom is on it. My sister is on it. The city I live in was still listed up there. My mom started get, getting messages. Are you Rex Sterling's mother? Lock down your fucking social media for real because like it's crazy how quick it can go from zero to 100. Lock down all your personal information because this person was in my chat trying to post my home address. This person knew the name of the girl that I was dating at the time and was threatening her life. I recently had to delete my entire Facebook with all my posts about abandoned, all my contacts that I had spent a year building up. I had to delete everything immediately to protect people around me because it was getting so bad with death threats and stuff. Why is it that the smallest people feel the need to dox? Yeah. I've always hated that and it's always with the threatening of lives it's like you're just so small you're so unimportant that you feel the need to try and destroy someone else just so you can feel good yeah I've never understood that shit the misconception a lot of people have is that you have to be big for that stuff to happen to you. No, you do not. You be so anybody. If you are going to be a like a public internet figure, entertainer, any of that stuff, that happened to me so quick out of no fucking where. Like the person on Twitter, when it came out that it was bullshit and we were all like, what the fuck? And I remember I said something like the backlash against this company is going to be huge and they they're going to deserve every bit of it for doing this to people. They knew what they knew the fan base that they were fucking with with this Silent Hill and how bad they want it. Yeah. The backlash is going to be what you expect it to be, you know, like, of course, you know, and I said this, of course, they shouldn't be threatened, you know, doxxed or, you know, like nothing like. But there's going to be a lot of people that are like, fuck you for this. I'll never purchase your game no matter what it is. Somebody clipped 10 seconds of me saying that, you know they're gonna get this backlash and they deserve it posted it on twitter with the caption he's been inciting violence against the developers threatening them and their families sending his fan base after him and then tagging youtube in it and telling youtube if you don't shut him down you're supporting this what the hell and it was just they had just clipped that 10 say bro never stop being mindful of that because you know i'm really loose when i stream but ever since that i've had to like i try to put a little bit more thought into what i say that's fair but the main thing i say is like we always think of it like i used to always think that i was too small to matter why would somebody even try to fuck with me because like what's it gonna do you kill somebody with 200 subs who cares but nah dude people get off on that shit too yeah Yeah. i don't care how big your following is lock down your social media too easy yeah noted thank you that 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 is a terrifying story you just told so yeah but it's a very real one absolutely so anybody who's trying to start out just know that it's a dual-edged sword entertainment's the main thing but you gotta look out for yourself and your people there are accolades and there are blades yes 
that's pretty much all the questions that I had. I did say that I wanted to uh, give you a piece of advice because yeah, I know yeah, you hate advice. <laughs> but the piece of advice was just keep being you. Everybody that I've got that I've put on the Rex Sterling has loved it. The whole household here because every time that you I'm stream. I'm waiting for merch. Yeah, we're waiting for merch. That's for sure. <laughs> you got my wife. You got Diabolical by Design who's actively in the stream. You have Anthony mm-hmm. Rigdon. And then you have Nerd Night Podcast. It's 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 fun being there. It's fun watching you. Uh, we love you. Everybody who listens to us. Get up on some Rex Sterling. It's a joy to watch. It's not just a game. It's an experience. <laughs> yeah. Anything, that's what I try to make it. Anything to add, Oz, before we, before we wrap this thing up? No, just thank you so much for the entertainment. I'm looking forward to see what you stream next. Just keep growing. That's all you can do at this point. Absolutely. My wife actually walked in the middle of the stream. She threw on some headphones, but she wanted to say hi if that's okay, Rex. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Hold on one sec. Hello. <laughs> Why are you so quiet? Why are you so quiet? I Did she say sure. hi? I, I, was just, I wasn't I heard sure how loud the volume is going to be. Can you hear? <laughs> Can you yeah, hear I me? could hear her now. Tank, okay, cool. Tank's uh, controlling the volume. So. Yeah, but he can't hear me worth a damn. I don't know why. I don't understand. He him. can't hear low registers. He's what, the what is he, a fucking dog? Like, you know, that's not how <laughs> yes. that works. That's not, no. <laughs> he loves dogs. <laughs> but yeah. Um, You'll see me as AF. In the chat. Yeah, she's the AF. She's the Tequila Sunrise. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. It's about. not Tequila right. Sunrise anymore. It's my face now. Oh, it's just her face. Yeah, so people mind. can see how good I look. That's right. Yes, Rex Sterling has black fans. He does. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not going in. And, uh, he got the black folks. It's, it's fine. It's that. It can I, totally go in. I don't. I Rex, don't, you hear it from me? You get a ghetto pass. It's all about relevance. <laughs> He's got, it's He's a got, circle. Got female fans. I don't know why, but I've fans. had so many people tell me that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if like the fact that I grew up in the hood shows through or what, but I've had so. You were smoking a black. You were smoking stream. a black and mild on stream, bro. You do it almost <laughs> yeah, every stream. I, I guess it. Just, I guess use missiles like true. a forty of OE. It's like all right, yeah. pack of Newports, <laughs> old English. Yeah, man. <laughs> And whenever he's ready to do some Dead by Daylight, I'll carry him. Yeah, I know, right? I can do gens. Do you play Dead by Daylight, Rex, at all? I've thought of it, yeah. I've had a lot of people ask about it. I was really into Friday the 13th. That lawsuit's up with, so who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, but I I have thought about trying uh, Dead by Daylight. I I mean, obviously, like, a big part of my audience is really into horror, so I get, like, requests for horror games every day. But uh, I think I was harassing him a couple of weeks back about Silent Hill. (laughs) Yeah. I have a question. Oh, you have a question for Rex? Yes. Go ahead. What is your favorite Nerd Night podcast episode? I don't know if he's I'm, listened to a lot. I'm, my favorite podcast episode? There's yeah. only one good answer. This one. This one. There you okay, go. Okay, See, I accept she that accepts one. that answer. Absolutely. There's only this, this one, one right or here. a this different is... one that I would accept. <laughs> yeah, she hosted one when I was in quarantine. So she's she definitely hosted good. one? Yeah, she, I did. She did. Season two, episode, uh, episode five, I believe it is. Mm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. On Twitter, I'm Diabolical Mistress. And I think that may have been the confusion as to why you thought she was my wife. It just dawned on me. (laughs) (laughs) It's my sister. Ew. On Twitter, Twitter, I'm Diabolical Mistress. Was she the one that said that you keep screaming at the TV over Warzone? I don't remember. It might not have been. She might have been intoxicated, but I don't think it was her. Might have been. That was somebody else's wife. I I can't reply to these messages. It's going to get me (laughs) some angry husband in my fucking DMs. I put the little heart on it and keep moving, so I'm getting. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Hundred percent, absolutely. It's good to finally actually talk to you. It's good to meet somebody who has an affinity for the midnight as much as uh, I think I do. Favorite song by the midnight? Vampires. Hell's yeah. 
I don't know why, but Nocturnal does it for me. That's just way, way up there for me. Gloria is really, really Gloria is good for me too. Yeah. But something about like, like, like my man rips that sax like, oh my God. Bro. Yeah. And it's like, how just, do they make money? It's all free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was such an honor talking to you. Hopefully, you know, soon enough when you find a day that you can, you can come down to Augusta and actually be a part of a cast instead of just a call in. But at the same time, it would be great, man. We, we are excited that uh, we got to talk to you. I hope you had fun because uh, we had fun talking to you. And uh, oh man, it was, it was great. It's great to personally talk to the guy that I've been screaming at the television at <laughs> for the longest time. Read my comment, damn it. It's funny. Don't just laugh at it, read it. <laughs> we love your style we think you're going places man we can't wait to watch you grow and thank you for supporting us thank you so much seriously thank you for doing this interview thank you for everything. oh man yeah well thank you for having me man it still blows my mind that people even want to talk to me i ain't gonna lie to you that's fine it blows my mind every time man i, I really appreciate it man and uh you being one of the nerds i mean it's it's already done you're already one of us in our book man so thank you and keep doing what you're doing take your break do what you need to do get your mind right and the 19th on your birthday we will be there watching you absolutely i will i i appreciate it so much man i'm gonna you know i tell people you know i I can't make any promises you know there's highs and lows and there's dips and there's levels to this and you know i keep drawing comparisons to comedy because i did stand up for a while and it's like when i do a stream like uh, you know i call them performances because to me like from my background in wrestling and entertainment that's what it feels like i mean it's genuine but it is a performance absolutely yeah when it's over with i usually have a good idea of if i had a good performance or not yeah i feel you there's times you know just like with the battlefield i don't know if you saw like i did the battlefield stream and afterwards i was like that was fucking garbage i've got back and i did a second stream and i did it my way because the first time i was trying to listen to the chat tell me how to play the game too much second time I said, yeah. sit down and shut up and just watch. I'm playing. <laughs> yes. And we had a great fucking time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're not always going to be that good or whatever, but I appreciate people that understand that there's highs and lows and we're human beings. Sometimes it's going to be a good show. There's going to be times where I have a bad take. I had a bad take the other day and had to come back later, and I was like, you know what? I could have worded that better. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, That's it's fair. just, yeah, it's Absolutely. just part of being human. So, like, I think people appreciate that more with the culture the way it is online now, where it's it's like if you have one bad take, people want to confine you to it instead of let you grow out of it. Right. I think some people really do enjoy the fact that I'm a little loose and then I make mistakes and then I have to correct myself because it shows a part of people that for some reason Twitter wants to say doesn't exist a lot of times. Yeah. Like certain people. So I, I appreciate people that, you know, like, ah, well, you know, tomorrow will be better. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I yeah. Because that's that how it's supposed to be. Around. You can make mistakes, you know? but tomorrow will be better. It will. You Everybody to wants to be there when it's popping dude but when it's like when it's downtime and it's chill or like i'm not feeling good that day or we're just doing a low key and people are still there and still showing love that that means more to me than anything and i had so many people reach out to me during abandoned that wanted to do collabs that wanted to stream with me that wanted to interview me that wanted to do this and this and this but only while i was live during abandoned the second i ended my stream and replied to their messages they fucking either muted me blocked me or just didn't Mm. respond because they weren't interested if i didn't have those four thousand people watching like so i just appreciate the people that um appreciate the content for 
what it is and right so many people come at your content and they like it but they, they want to try and make it about them like right. they, they get out of yeah it's a piggyback type thing them. yeah yeah exactly. man and i had a lot of that going on so i really appreciate the people that have uh, stuck around you know because right now we're kind of i think the, i think the streams are great donations are ridiculous oh my god right? that silent like, hill that silent hill stream i was out I, I was i was all about being part of the aggravation because that was part of the aggravation <laughs> And it was like, motherfucker, <laughs> let me play, please. And everybody's yeah. like, no, motherfucker, we, no. We're gonna make you not play in a good way, and then fucking right. fucking Brick Boy, fucking Brick Boy yeah. just keeps on, you know, fucking proving that he obviously makes money somehow. And I'm like, oh, here's yeah. my ten dollars. Please love me. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah, but you obviously have people that really do care and support for what you do, not necessarily just because of the content, but it's it's an entire package, man. You know, it is yeah. an experience, and if you keep doing that there's no way that you can't find that next event gain like twice as many subscribers and you keep doing the same thing find the next event Mm -hmm. twice as many it's feasible it's possible it's a good plan it's a contract with yourself to continuously do better uh once again i mean we've been on the phone for two hours it feels surreal (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. wonderful it's been great if this was phone sex how much would i owe you (laughs) two thousand dollars wait would I owe you? No, wait, I did call you. So, yeah, yeah I would owe you. Yeah. You wouldn't would owe me. Paying. Damn. You know, I'm from the slums, so I, I do things a certain. The first taste is free. The now. first taste. <laughs> but is the first taste two hours long? Because that sounds that, like a full meal. That's not fir- like that's not a Costco taste, sample. The first that's, taste is five minutes. <laughs> five minutes is the first taste. You're a giver. Well, we, we love how much you give. In a very sweet way. Uh, in, in all honesty, it has been a pleasure. Um, this ha- We have to keep doing this. We just have to because sure. you're a great speaker. And I think that this is the beginning of something awesome. We love you. Mean it. Enjoy your break, man. Seriously, yeah, you you've deserved it. it. I'm telling you, you have done so much fucking work. I can't wait to see what the future holds for both of us, brother. 100%. I feel the same way. All right, brother, man. It Take was a care. pleasure. Take care of yourself. And we'll talk to you later, okay? Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for uh, supporting my stream, man. It means the world to me. Absolutely. Thank you. The, The feeling is mutual, I promise. And that was Rex Sterling, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be posting all of his information on Facebook and on Anchor so that you can go and enjoy him as much as we have enjoyed him. And we hope that you enjoyed this special presentation cast. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks.